0: Welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast, Season 2, Episode 20. Today's podcast is all about puzzling. And the story that I'm going to share with you in this podcast is called The Puzzle. As soon as I'm finished introducing that story to you, you can go ahead and listen to it if you, if you so please. But let me give you a little bit of background. We as a family love doing puzzles, in fact, there's always a puzzle on the go. Even now, when the children are grown and they're adults, we still have a puzzle on the go. The only difference, being is they've become increasingly difficult to do as time goes on. So it perhaps won't be too much of a surprise then when you listen to the story, the puzzle, um, when you hear about the examples given in the story, the se- the setting and the scene and you might be surprised at the detail of the setting and just how it is written because our daughter Missy just loved to write stories whereby she just used a lot of adjectives and a lot of setting the scene. And it's just really lovely, I think, just to listen to the story for that reason alone. But in actual fact, the reason that the stories were written was to bring forth a message of something of value, we believe, you know, a life lesson. And so the puzzle, the story, today's story, is just that. It's a life lesson. And whoever's listening to it can take from it whatever is pertinent or relevant to their lives and their moment. But just to introduce it, I'd like to just share with you that because we've always had a puzzle on the go, if friends come to visit or family came to stay and the cousins came to spend a few days, there was a puzzle to do. (laughs) So it was either playing board games or listening to stories or building a puzzle. And it's become quite a memorable thing now. You know, we remember the days, we remember the funny moments of different characters building a puzzle and how they experienced it. And perhaps we had some visitors that hadn't built a puzzle yet and this was like new to them. And so we've got a lot of lovely, wonderful memories of the times that we've spent building puzzles. And so, again, this story shouldn't come as a surprise to us because, you know, there were so many experiences of the time around the puzzle table that this story came from Missy's heart. It's something that she wrote and she shares here. And as I say, it has a life lesson in it, which I hope you will find helpful Well, maybe you personally who's listening, thank you for listening, or maybe one of your children need to hear the story because perhaps it's, you know, something relevant in their lives at this moment where this story, the puzzle, might be helpful. It's basically referencing to our lives being like a puzzle. That's the short version of what the story is about. But let me say no, no more about it. Let me say nothing further and rather leave you to spend the time rather just listening to the story, the puzzle. I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the story. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. The puzzle. Let him put your pieces together for you. Bedtime all. The authoritative female voice permeated through the room. As a mother stood, a long, elegant finger on the light switch, watching as a gathering of heads bent over the puzzle, eyes intent and hands desperate to place a few more pieces before they retired to their inviting pillows. Lamp light floated over the mesh of heads, gently weaving its golden hue through different tones of hair. Brunettes shone as they soaked in the warm light, blondes added a trickle of golden thread to their honey shade, and the raven-black hair vibrated with a radiant glow which lit the room with its splendour. The elegant lady stood, trying to resist the smile that begged to be turned loose, her eyes resting with complete enjoyment over the clustered heads. Her heart rejoiced to know that her dear children were surrounded by such wonderful, supportive friends. The smile broke free, as she stood revelling in the moment she knew would stay with her long after the gathering had sought their beds. Determination to see them all well-rested again took hold, and she banished the smile. With steady resolve, she raised her voice over the tidal wave of laughter that was rumbling around the room, as frantic hands collided and pieces began to fly. The lights are going out in thirty seconds, so I suggest you make your way to your beds quickly. Her threat was met with a squeal from the girls and a rush of hands from the boys as they battled to place a few more puzzle pieces. True to her word, within thirty seconds the room was engulfed in blackness. Groans of disappointment filled the space, followed closely by giggles and laughter as the young people bumped and crashed, trying to decide which way to travel that would result in the least amount of injury. A few minutes passed in this manner, then pleas for the light floated towards her. They were so mournful she could not deny them. Keeping her authoritative tone, she stated her terms to light being allowed back into the room. I will switch them back on if you make your way straight to your rooms. No more puzzling tonight. Are we agreed? Agreement was quick to come and soon the room was once again filled with light. True to their word, they stepped away from the coffee table that was filled with the puzzle and began the nighttime farewells. Hugs were shared, then the group dispersed, making their way to their beckoning pillows. One person lingered behind, however, eyes locked with fervent intent upon the half-made puzzle. Her smooth brow creased into a frown. Her eyes harnessed a faraway look. A carefully manicured finger pressed lightly against her lips. The overall effect resulted in making her look like one lost in her own world and swamped by their thoughts. A gentle hand came to rest upon her shoulder, followed by her mother's questioning tone. Missy? Are you all right? With effort, she dragged her hours away from the coffee table and brought them to rest on her mother. Her mouth opened to form an answer. Then she realised she did not know what her answer should be. Instead, she just moulded her lips into a smile. You look very far away. What are you thinking about? Another question bombarded her confused thoughts. A small voice in her head suggested that she answer truthfully. So with a voice as confused as her features, she voiced the only answer she could. I don't know. It was a mixture of things. I think it's something important, but right now I don't know how to put it into words. I'll let you know as soon as I can. Understanding filled her mother's eyes, and she knew that she needed to say no more. Mother and daughter indulged in a prolonged good-night hug, then parted for the night. No more words were needed. As Missy readied herself for bed a few minutes later, her mind raced, trying to piece together its confused thoughts. Something had happened in the lounge as she stood looking at that puzzle, but she did not know what it was. Her frowning expression glared back at her from the bathroom mirror. What happened? she asked the reflection. When no answer filtered through her thoughts, the perplexed forehead increased its lines. She violently grabbed her hairbrush and tackled the task of smoothing out her rumpled locks. Each stroke of the brush grew with its aggressive force, till at last its owner winced with pain. She lowered the brush with a trembling hand and once again glared at the mirror. Suddenly peace filled her tense features, her lips curved into a smile as she silently whispered, "'Why did I not think to do that before?' Her eyelids slit shut as her lips formed a prayer that should have been offered up at the very beginning of her confusion. O Lord, I believe that it was you that tried to reveal something to me in the lounge, but I did not see it. If it be your will, show it to me again and help me to see. I leave it in your hands, Father God. Do with it as you will. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Her features relaxed and a complete peace filled her, She knew that she could do no more. It had been resigned to God where it should have been from the beginning. She slowly drifted towards her welcoming bed. As the cool covers came to rest over her tired body, she sent one more prayer out to God, thanking him for being her constant support and ever steady hand in time of need. Halfway through the prayer, sleep forced itself in and claimed her entirely, carrying her off to a place of rest and peace. Sunlight gushed through the window, demanding the sleeping soul to wake and greet the new day. Casting a few extra rays through the glass panes, it succeeded in its goal as the blonde head stirred. Her eyelids began to open slowly as I struggled to adjust to the sunlit room. With a groan for a few more minutes of sleep's comfortable embrace, she rolled over, covering her head with her silk case pillow. The sun would not stand for this refusal to its glorious day, and retaliated by hurling more golden rays throughout the room. It was met with a groan from beneath the pillow. Casting her soft shield aside, she sat up, rubbing her eyes to remove the last traces of sleep. A slender hand gently swept aside the mane of gold that had tumbled across her face. With slow, meaningful motion, she slid her legs from the warmed sheets and rested them on the fluffy wool carpet. Her toes wriggled, making a pattern along the rug. As she sat in this position, she was suddenly reminded of the dream she had been lost in moments before. As the dream expanded itself, she was aware that this was what God had been trying to show her the night before. Offering up a quick prayer of thanks, she bounced out of bed and rushed to find her mother. Barefoot, hair tumbled and misplaced, wearing light cotton pyjamas, eyes ablaze with excitement, she raced down the passage in search of one person— Launching through the door leading to her parents' room, she found her. Her mother's head was slowly rising from its comfortable place on the pillow. She rubbed her eyes and blinked a few times, trying to clear her head of sleep. Missy waited not a second longer. She landed next to her mother on the bed, merrily saying a good morning. Stunned to see her daughter so elated this early in the morning, the mother rubbed her eyes again as if to make sure she was really awake. This point being confirmed for her, she asked in a voice still thick with sleep, "'What's going on? Are you all right?' A giggle of pure joy bubbled out her daughter's mouth as she replied that all was well, but she wished to tell her something. "'You know, last night, you asked me if I was all right, and I told you that I would tell you as soon as I knew. Well, now I know. God blessed me with a dream last night that has explained it all.' After a moment's pause, she queried, Do you wish to hear it? The mother's eyes had begun to adjust to the morning light and now were shining with excitement. She began to tug at the bedspread, desperately trying to gain freedom from the warm comfort it provided. She claimed that freedom when her daughter rose from the bed, resulting in the release of the trapped covers. Now able to step from her nighttime place of comfort, the mother set her feet firmly on the carpeted floor and reached for her summer gown. When it was properly in place, she turned to her daughter with a large smile and suggested that they go out to the veranda to indulge in a morning cup of tea and continue their talk, before they woke her slumbering husband. This suggestion was respected and fulfilled as the two ladies, arm in arm, made their way down the passage and out into the sun-filled veranda. A cup of steaming tea in hand and the warmth of sun sinking through her skin, Missy began to relate her dream from the night before. Last night, as I was preparing for bed, I prayed and asked God to explain to me what he had tried to show me in the lounge, if it was his will for me to understand it, and he did. Last night, in a dream, he gave me a picture of the meaning of his puzzle and how it relates to our lives. Inhaling a large breath of fresh morning air, she closed her eyes, wrapped her hand tightly around her teacup and sat in silence for a moment. Then her eyelids slid back open, her breath was let out and she began. When we were born, it is as though we were given our puzzle frame. We are not given the picture of our puzzle, however. That is our life ahead, a surprise, a constantly growing picture. Along the way, we may focus intensely on one area, placing all our attention and time in that space. When you do this with a puzzle, you normally have more of a struggle finding those pieces. For you are too close to the project, and when you stand back from it for a few moments, you normally find the pieces that you have so desperately been searching for. So it is with our lives. We need to, at times, stand back and take a look at the big picture. See it for what it is and what is still needed to make it complete. It is then that you normally find the answer, the piece, that you have been searching for. Other times you don't focus on any specific area at all, you just try to place random pieces wherever they look like they could possibly go. This method normally results in slightly infuriated puzzlers, for they never get to see any major results to their effort. They also tend to spend much more time in accomplishing much less than those who are focusing on specific areas. The puzzlers that tend to adopt this method don't stay with it for very long for they quickly see the lack of productivity that it supplies to them and the other members that are also building. We can again refer this back to our own lives and see that if we spend our time traveling from random place to place, never focusing on anything specific, we may be wasting our time and limiting the productivity we could have for ourselves and others by focusing on one specific area or project. Mostly, when you're building a puzzle, Others will join in the construction of it, and it soon becomes a group effort. As you travel along your life's journey, you will encounter more and more people. Some of them add to your life considerably, taking time to focus on you and help you build up a good and strong character. These are the people that normally will stay in your life till it ends, such as your parents, your siblings, your spouse, and those few friends that are very near and dear to you. They all make a specific difference in your life puzzle for the better. Some puzzlers, however, have difficulty in letting others help them. They wish to build the puzzle on their own, so that they can say that they did it. They also don't like others interfering in their way of doing things. They have got their own technique and do not like it to be tampered with. These puzzlers, unfortunately, never get to experience the joy one encounters when you build as a group. They also take much longer to see results and progress than those who have had a group building the puzzle together helping and supporting each other. The soft voice trickled to a stop as her eyes travelled through the glass panes into the large confines of the lounge. The young group was slowly regathering around the coffee table, their sleepy voices spilling across the floor and coming to meet the ears of the ladies engulfed in the sunshine. The younger one's eyes sought to her mother with a questioning gaze. Her silent question was answered by a verbal one. Continue. They will be very much engaged for quite some time, and the hour for breakfast is still a while away. Receiving this confirmation from her mother, Missy nodded and continued. While well, you may also have other participants in your life's puzzle who come in and interfere with the building, they distract the dedicated builders, they interfere with the concentration of thoughts that are focused on locating a specific piece, and they may even destroy a section of the already built part of the puzzle by their carelessness. These characters do not stay for very long in the room. But the damage and irritation that they leave can sometimes be very destructive to the puzzle and its builders. Sometimes the disturbance is so great that those that were dedicated to the building feel so discouraged that they just leave. They cannot face having to rebuild what they have just spent hours building. We need to be careful of these destructive characters, for their damage could be so drastic that to rebuild seems pointless. So just as puzzlers would protect their puzzle from being damaged or broken, so we should protect our lives from people that would purposefully destroy our life's puzzle. Sometimes, whilst building, you construct a section that later needs to be redone. This normally occurs when there is a spot in which all the pieces look alike. They seem to fit together, but it is only later, when you try to place other pieces in, that you discover that some of them have been fitted incorrectly. To find and fix these areas sometimes takes more time than if you just redo the section. So it is in our lives, at times, we rush to complete a section that seems to all be the same, putting pieces wherever they seem to fit, but in the end we have to return to that area and redo it. This can sometimes be a long and painful process, but once it is completed, you experience such a sense of satisfaction and pride that it was all worthwhile. When a puzzle is started, it will generally be completed at some point or other. There are too many people involved with it to let it go undone. This is also the case with our lives. If we don't completely finish our puzzle while we are living, there are others that will continue to work on it after our death, such as our own children for they are part of us. Their lives are part of our puzzles. So the picture will grow, becoming more intricate and more beautiful. Each generation will have a part in it, for they will add and increase to its scale by adding their own puzzles to yours, merging and meshing them all together to create an eternal life quilt. Others will stand and admire it. They will gather to see how it is constructed. They will find a part in it that they can relate to. They will either see beauty, love, hope, promise, truth, purity, joy condensed into a word, God, or they will see hate, resentment, anger, darkness, disloyalty, destruction, in a word, sin. Now, do you wish your puzzle to represent the first example, one that is planned and constructed by God, or the second one that is destroyed by sin? Each choice we make in our lives is another piece in our puzzle. Don't you wish that those could all be good pieces? Each action we make is a piece. Don't you want those actions to represent God's love and purity? Each life we touch is a piece. Don't you want all those lives to be guided and led by God? And each breath we take is a piece. Don't you want those breaths to be for Him each moment of each day? living your life and building your puzzle to represent him? Let him be your guiding hand, leading you to place each puzzle in the exact place that it needs to be. Let him help you build your puzzle, so that its beauty and splendour will live forever. The dream was over. The teller was exhausted. Her lashes glinted with a trace of tears. She lifted them to see her mother's face. She was guiding a soft tissue vigorously over her sunlit face, removing the gathered tears at the same time. A silence settled comfortably over the garden as mother and daughter focused on gathering their emotions. After a few minutes, the mother's soft voice drifted forth. That was most certainly a wonderful dream. Shall we thank the Lord for it? This was agreed to without any hesitation. And so two blonde heads were bowed in thanksgiving to their Creator. With the chirp of the new morning bird, a gentle rustle of breeze tapped leaves, golden sun rays caressing the two bowed ladies. We leave the story, hoping that you will be inspired to let God guide you in your life's plans and leading you in your puzzle building. God be with you. The End